0: Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. My name is Inke ching Robinson, and I am founder and CEO of Empowered in My Skin, an experienced technology executive of one of Canada's largest financial institutions, an author, an international federation of bodybuilding pro athlete, an inspirational speaker, and a viral sensation as my You Matter" speech has hit over 65 million views worldwide this show is all about thriving and i will be bringing on some amazing humans that own their thrive to help you figure out how you too can own yours so please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on and make sure to join along on the web at empoweredmyskin.com so you can be notified when new episodes are available for now i'm your girl let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans, and welcome to another episode of the Own Your Thrive podcast. On today, I'm joined by a friend. He is the senior executive who joined MediaCom as the chief client officer in 2014. Less than a year later, he was appointed as CEO of Mediacom Canada, and since has helped Mediacom grow its footprint outside of media planning and buying to include content creation, business analytics, and most recently, creating divisions that serve sports and entertainment and connecting with diverse communities. Over the past year, Mediacom has continued organic and new business growth with the addition of brands like Uber, Hotels.com, Aldo Roots, and Adidas. Since joining Mediacom, his strong leadership has made a tremendous impact on the relationship with Mediacom's partners, as well as strengthening the company's people-first culture. As Mediacom's CEO, he has not only inspired those who work with him to strive for great achievement, but, is, but also to strive for creating a culture within Mediacom that is gratifying, accepting, and innovative. In addition to this, he is a proud community mentor in Rexdale, where he grew up and believes giving back is the most important part of his legacy. He is a proud father of three. He's all about family and loves nothing more than family time with a game of trouble. So put your ears together for the amazing Kevin Johnson.
1: You are so crazy.
0: (laughs) To the day I died.
1: Yes. I know that. (laughs)
0: So thank you. Thank you so much for your time. And I'm excited to share energy with you for like the next 35, uh, 40 minutes or so. So to get us all started, to get the listeners to know who you are a little bit better, what can you tell us about the person, the brand that is Kevin Johnson? Uh,
1: wow. We're, we're always on the go like you. I mean, we are, uh, I, I feel like I'm, I'm running from something and to something all at the same time. I like that. Uh, and and uh, and that is always different from from one day to the next. Um, but I I am um, all about striving. I'm all about um, trying to get to that next challenge over that next challenge. So um, my work is never done. Um, and I'm sure you feel the same way as as well. We're always trying to conquer that next thing, and I think that fuels us. That's a life work in itself. So. Um, that's, a, that's that's me in a nutshell.
0: And not aging you, but when did you get to that conviction of self? Like, when did you really understand how to articulate the you, the person, the human?
1: Uh, that, I mean, that's a good question. I, I think, you know, when you start asking yourself why enough is never enough and you start digging into that, um, it's it's when you're like okay i'm going after this thing and and when i got to this thing and then i started to think about the next thing and it's like people look at you kind of weird and they're like are you isn't it time to smell the roses and and i'm like no i'm a, i'm <laughs> on to the next thing like i want to smell the roses of the next thing and so that's when you kind of figure out like and that's why i talk about running from something and mm-hmm. to something Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Because it's you never know which one you're really for me anyways, mm-hmm. um, I'm always running from and running to at the same time,
0: so in that running, do you ever take the time that like does Kevin ever sit back and take time to to review your accomplishments to actually maybe sit and you know really reflect on what they are
1: so you know what inc that's a you know to be to be truthful. That's probably one of my, my biggest weaknesses over, over the last, I'm going to say, like the, the, the last five years. It wasn't until I sat down with a, with a coach that I really value um, and started sharing some of the achievements that I had um, been experiencing. And, you know, she said to me, um, when are you celebrating and I was like celebrating what this biggest the the thing that you were just working on the thing that you just nailed when are we celebrating and I was like um I'm working on the next thing (laughs) and she said no what you're gonna do is you're gonna take out your 10 closest friends you're gonna spend a lot of money on them and that you are going to celebrate this entire weekend, and then you're going to start on the next thing. And she really encouraged me and, and, and was relentless on, Kevin, you need to celebrate just for a moment, that moment, that minute, that time. Just celebrate. Think about how blessed you are to be able to achieve the things that you are achieving. Going after those things are all good. We'll get after them. But let's celebrate for the moment how we've been blessed and and I really took that to heart and she actually taught me um how to celebrate um because I wasn't a very good person who celebrated myself
0: yourself and that's important I'm glad I'm glad that you're learning that um so I'm big on affirmations I believe the, the the words that follow I am really do you know, sort of help us and direct us in life. So my biggest I am or my greatest I am is I am God's gift, which is the meaning of my name. I'm energy on steroids, which you know from time. What is your great I am?
1: I think my great I am's are um, I am a protector, and that is is really important for me um, that I'm thought of that way to my close friends and my family. I am a I am a fixer. And that sometimes is a positive and can be a negative, but most uh, of-
0: women will tell you, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i <I'm> sure you. <laughs> most of the time, uh, it's um, a positive. But I like I. I want to know that uh, when I think about myself, um, I think about those things. To to my extended, to my the people at work, the people that work in my organization. Those all of those things are important to me
0: awesome thanks and so I already mentioned we're sharing energy for the next 35 minutes and it's less for us but it's more for those that are listening and what they can take from this so and I want to make sure that you're there's a bit of who you are and your legacy that's left in this interview so what do you want to be known for at the end
1: Um, you know I want to be known for I want to be the breaker of walls Mm -hmm. Um, that's big for me uh, I want to be I want to be uh, a legacy I want to leave a lesson and you talked about that in in my intro that is really important for me I just got off a call um, and you you mentioned um, Trust fifteen uh, which is the mentorship group um, that I work with in Rexdale where I grew up and i we talked today for an hour and a half and I can't tell you you talk about energy. I, I came off the line and my heart was filled because I was talking, uh, in this particular case, I was talking to 20, 25 young men that looked like me 20 years ago. Mm. And, you know, we talked about a lot of things. Um, and they asked, one of the questions they asked me was what is important for me today? And today, uh, now that i am them 20 years from now um i told them that i want to create a legacy and and they are and i want them to be a part of my legacy um and that really is important for me right now so that's that's really what i'm about today
0: mm-hmm. so do you buy into the um i think maya angelo quote that says your legacy is left in every experience
1: 100 percent, absolutely um you know I'll tell you a quick story I was um I had mentored a number of people I've been mentoring since I was 30 since I came out of of college and uh I remember I saw um a young man that I was talking to at the time and I hadn't seen him in 10 years and I saw him in a store and he came over and he shook my hand and he said hi and we talked a bit and he, he told me how at the time he was really struggling, he was in trouble um, and all of these things. And he talked about how he had kind of turned his life around um, and that he was a, a young father now, he had gotten married and and just doing all of this great stuff. And he thanked me for ha- sharing with him my struggles and how I grew up. And it it was 10 years, dang, it was 10, a decade later, that he remembered me, like, and was able to share the stories that I had shared with him and how he was mentoring. And it showed you the power of mentorship and of, of sharing. And for me, wow, like, what do you say after that? It was just, it, it, was, it, was, a, it was a conversation of the heart, right? It was, it was great. And so that is what we're talking about, that energy.
0: There's, um, that reminds me of um, a daily mantra that I have that says I create amazing experiences for myself and others. And the value of that, like a lot of people take that for granted, right? Every email, every conversation, whether you're at the grocery store, or you're, you're at work, or you're stepping into a meeting, like, that is an experience, a life experience that is yours for the making, because you like this one thing you might have had that interaction with him not knowing how much that was going to carry him in his life and and that's the accountability and responsibility I think as humans that we we all should own up to personally so that's very beautiful thank you for sharing that so we are in COVID-19 and we're still kind of in quarantine otherwise we might be doing this in person who knows but um, so what have you learned and and I heard the most profound than T.D. Jakes said today around isolation that ast- astronauts and there's certain people in this world because of what they do are trained to be in isolation. Yet here's is a situation that's trust us all into isolation. So what has Kevin learned about himself in isolation, given that you're somebody that's always on the go? <laughs> hmm.
1: uh, you're right. It's, it's In many ways, it's been a challenge, but I think um, two things really come to mind. First of all, it's allowed me time to think. And in our world, we do a lot of doing. We're on a plane. We're we're building something. We're we're engaged on a subject, an initiative, a a plan, a challenge. Um, we're in meetings. Like it's it's go go go, like you said. And so for me, the opportunity to do the small things to to actually just think about things has really been helpful because now I have the opportunity to do it. Um, you know, last night I went in my backyard, I turned on some music, and I just was thinking, I would have ne- <laughs> I would have never, never done that. On a, on a Sunday night, just sitting down and thinking that would have never happened. But I was afforded the opportunity to do that, number one. The second thing is the small but important things. Mm. Um, you know, I've shared a lot of, um, I, 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 I strive to be a really good father. I, I try and do my best. And you know, I was thinking, I, I heard my son playing basketball upstairs. He has a net on the back of his, his bedroom door. And, uh, you know, I ha- I, I've watched him play basketball. He's on a number of teams. Um, and we, we've been able to see most, if not all of his games. But I've I actually never, we were in his room, and we were playing basketball on the back of his room door with the little ball, and taking jump shots and things like that. And I had never done that because I'm obviously with working downtown and traveling, I I, I don't have a lot of time and, and probably um, should have. So it's been those small, small uh, experiences for me that have been so, so good. And so in a
0: lot of ways, it's been very rewarding.
1: Absolutely. A- absolutely. Because it's, I'm, 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 I'm at home, I'm at home versus, you know, you, you know, we laugh about the fact, we, you know, you, you get up at four, I'm up at five, um, I'm at the gym and down to work and, and commute back home. So I usually don't get home till 7, 30, maybe eight, uh, traveling as well. So, you know, there is lies is challenging. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah, that's nice. So enjoy it. Enjoy it. So you talk about, I want you to maybe, maybe with the work that you're doing for Trust 15 and Rexdale, because you came alive, like for the listeners, I'm obviously, I can see them um, you're hearing us. So what is that? What's that like, like, what's that feeling? You're thriving in that, you're thriving in that experience that you have today. And so explain that feeling, what that feeling is when Kevin's in this thrive, what does that feel like?
1: I mean, that feeling is, uh, it, it, it touches the mind, it touches the soul, it touches the heart, um, all of those three things at the same time. Um, and there is an excitement um, that I get when I talk to them and I see, when they, they look at me, they see themselves and they see opportunity. Because we're usually talking about that. You know, Ink when I when I talk to them, um, especially from that area, you know, they 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 give you the sniff test first, right? Like they're like, <laughs> they're like no, yo They don't
0: trust you yet.
1: They're like, yo, who's this dude? <laughs> uh and uh, you know, one of the first things I tell them is and I told I reminded them today was like, yo, listen, I'm I'm from Rexdale. I'm from 2737 Kipling Avenue, apartment 1609. And they then you see the big grin on their face, and then they're like, yo, this guy is legit. Like, yo. And 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 I I get so excited about that because my message to them today and for the last year has been, how did this snotty-nosed kid? From Rexdale who had no money. And today they all we all laughed because it was like, how did this snotty-nosed kid from Rexdale who didn't have two bus tickets to rub together? In fact, I was splitting the bus tickets to get to school and back, and had a dollar to figure out how how I buy my patio cocoa bread for for lunch. Like, how did that all work? And here I am as a as as a CEO for one of the largest ad agencies in canada and in the world and and so i told them when you look at me see you Mm. when you look look at me see you Mm -hmm. see yourself 20 years from now or whatever however old you are see you because that's when i look at you i see
0: so let me ask you something so who did you see when you were their age, to get you to where you are on today.
1: Well, that's the unfor- uh, thats the unfortunate part. I didn't see anyone. That's 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 the unfortunate part. Is is that I didn't see anyone, and as easily as I could have gone where I am now, mm-hmm. I could have gone somewhere else in the negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to do everything in my power to show them the positives, the opportunities. I want to raise their expectation. I was like, expect more. Mm -hmm. Expect more of yourself. Your ceiling now is raised. Let's go. Let's do it. Tell me what you need. I will be there. I will help. We will tell ourselves stories together.
0: And so when in your life then, if you can maybe take us back to that day, that moment, maybe, I don't know if it was a mindset shift, where you recognized that more was coming and possible?
1: So when I was um, in high school, uh, I was a 50 average student, 20 absences per class. <laughs> now, we can laugh about that now. <laughs> but my mom can attest to this <laughs> all a very true story. So you can see nothing was really happening from an education standpoint. Um, and that my mind wasn't really there. Um, and I think that was because of a number of things. One is, um, look, my, my mom tried as hard as she could. She was a single mom, five of us worked hard. Um, and, and did she have the time to follow her troublesome teenager, youngest son? Um, No, she didn't. Um, So I was getting in a lot of trouble. But I can tell you to answer your question, I met this woman, this teacher, and she was different from the rest. She wasn't telling me that I was going to be a drug dealer when I grew up, like I heard from other teachers. She wasn't running me off. She, uh, She embraced me and she gave me two things. She gave me love and she gave me discipline at the same time. And she told me what I was doing was not acceptable and that I deserved better. And I don't know, but for me, that was like spreading. Uh, it was like, it was like giving me a new type of food that I had never had before. It was like, it was like a protein shake after a hard workout. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, I
0: get you. It was nourishment. Yeah. It
1: was nourishment. And I, and I tasted it and I wanted more. Mm-hmm. And that was when in one year I moved from a 50 average to honor roll. Wow.
0: Well, and you never stopped.
1: Year. And that was it. I tasted it. And so, that, that's what thrives me.
0: I love that. So you talked earlier about getting up at five. We heard you. So, um, I was. I'm assuming it's because you have some habits and some daily, uh, a daily grind that keeps you in your thrive. So, what do your self care and habits um, look like?
1: In in the COVID world,
0: whichever. Because I, I would say that I tried to. I haven't stopped getting up before, and I, you know, I still. I have my gym stuff packed, so all of my habits have transferred into. They've just continued, essentially.
1: Well, if you if you if you speak to um, the people around you, I have an automatic alarm clock that will never go away. So Mm -hmm. same same here. I'm 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 getting up still early um, and I'm still training. Uh, And and what I wanted to make sure was is I wanted to come out of COVID the same way I came in.
0: Better. You're supposed to come out of COVID better than you went in.
1: Well, I, I am I am better because I've, I've dropped a lot of weight, while okay. I'm And and it's funny that when I start talking, it it's the people tell me to shut up. Like they're like, oh, we don't want we don't want it. We don't want to hear that. What what do you shh, don't say anything more. Um, but I think that that should be some type of encouragement that we can. We don't have to. Uh, we don't have to fulfill this this nonsense that we're hearing about the the COVID body or anything like that's just pure nonsense. We need to. I think that it's a good way to to provide discipline. Now that we are physically uh, closer in proximity to the fridge, it does not have to define us.
0: So people want to know how did you what did you do? How did you drop the weight? I don't know if you know. Court, sorry to cut you, but. Quarantine 15 is actually a real thing. If you if you Google it, there it's a it's it's a it, there's articles. It's like an actual it's a concept that they're saying that the average person is going to gain 15 pounds in quarantine. I'm like, oh hell no. I,
1: I can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and and Ig the worst part about this is that when COVID dropped. I was in Mexico, so and I and I enjoy myself when I go away. I train, but I still enjoy myself. So I came back a little bit heavier than I normally am. So could you imagine me post vacation, post COVID, like that? That's some. That, that's that's we're not having that.
0: So what regimen did you create to make this possible?
1: So uh, a couple of things. One is um, I do have a gym downstairs. So I was, I was downstairs right away. um, And I was doing the same type of things that I do at the gym. I was making sure that I was training my entire body. Number one. The one thing that I added that I typically don't do is, is that I was finding time to run or walk outside. Um, And so I actually, if there is anything that I hate, I hate running with a passion. And for all those runners out there, it just means that you are far mentally stronger than I am because I cannot, for the life of me, find that room that you guys go upstairs in and lock yourselves in. I can't find it. It it doesn't exist in my house up here. It doesn't exist. And I want to find it, but I can't. Uh, Can you find it?
0: I know. I'm not. A, I do not like running. Right. Do, yeah.
1: But there I was outside running 5K um, outside, um, oh, awesome. and it was a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. And then when I wasn't running, I was walking mm-hmm. uh, an hour, and so I was I was trying to keep myself um, active and moving, and, and that certainly helped as well. And lastly, um, I was just trying to keep my 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 eating habits mm-hmm. consistent yeah. and I think that that was the biggest thing like go off the rails but come back mm-hmm.
0: and so do you have any other regimens like do you meditate do you journal do you have a spiritual practice
1: it's it's funny uh, so uh, you know obviously for me uh, faith is very big for me um, but I don't have a regular go-to habit I wish I would uh, and one thing that I need to do more is as soon as I get up especially now in this world I, 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 I wish I could go outside in the backyard and just spend half an hour on me mm-hmm. that needs to be something that I work on more um, because it should what happens is is I wake up And I'm a go person, so I'm like, let's go. Mm -hmm. What are what are my first meetings? What do I need? But I really need to stop. And I think you do this a lot as well. And 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 incorporate this in your lifestyle is you have that moment where it's just like, let me let me deal with me first before anyone else gets me. And I think that's something that I need to do a better job of. Yeah,
0: you'll love you. It's a game changer. Let me just put you that way.
1: Yeah. I need to learn how to meditate. Can you teach me?
0: No, you don't need to. I don't need to teach you. Just go you go and Google. All right. Get get an app. Right. You're, the CO, you're the CEO. You're the CEO of you Figure that out. You're, like,
1: you know, it, you're, you're talking to a guy who the the, the the when they when I go for a massage, they're like this guy again. Like half an hour into the session, they're like, "Can you can you stop thinking? Can you like?" You just relax a minute. I'm just like my eyelids are just tw- twitching. Like I'm thinking about the next thing. I, I, it's it's hard for me to. Calm it's down. just
0: honestly, you just have to try it. I mean, I've watched my husband since almost beginning of March. Like he learned it better than me. Like it's possible. And what did he, he use?
1: What did he? What app did he use? What did he do? He
0: he did it the hardcore way. He would literally lie down on a mat, and not get up. Like and. He would just, he said, "ink." I would, I would, from my feet to my head, I would just keep saying, "My feet stop talking, <laughs> you know, knees <laughs> stop talking." Like, and he's great at it, and he doesn't miss a beat—not one day. He's awesome at it. Wow. Yeah, and and I'm not great, so I'm like, you, I have to use guided meditation, so I can, and the Insight app for everyone that's listening, and I'm sharing it with Kevin. Insight app is an amazing application. All right. <laughs> Okay, so you touched on your back, your upbringing, um, and I want to just, you know, take us to where we are now with, you know, the the the, I I don't even know how to the rise of or the focus on 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 racism and and um, since the death of George Floyd, yep, and all the events that have transpired since. And there, especially in the U.S., there's been a lot of focus on the significance of the 846, which is the time that the officer knelt on his neck, you know. So what does that 846 represent to you?
1: Uh, You know, I think that 846 for me represents reflection, Um, and, And a reflection in a couple of ways. One is, I think we really have to and stop and think about what happens during that eight minutes and 46 seconds. Just like really think. And I think that brings you, us, into a very emotional period, right? Like, to really think about the stages of that 846 and we have heard all of the accounts the things that happened with that uh, within that 846 for him as they saw and I think when you stop and think about like just even talking about it now gives me chills Mm. and when I hear people talking about it you know you know they 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 become very emotional how can you not mm. so i think that that re- being reflective and reflecting on that 846 for him is emo- is is powerful and emotional at the same time and so for me then i take that reflection out to what happens now what do we do now that that 846 happens do we just forget it does it become you know you know people ask me and we talk about you know I, th- I think about 9-11 I think about the shell um disaster humans have a great ability to put the past and crisis moments behind them and in the back of their heads and get on with life that eight forty six, we need to keep that in front of us. We need to we need we need to make sure that that doesn't become or, uh, fading away or become just a thought, an afterthought. And I think we right now need to keep talking about it and sharing experiences because that's what that eight forty six is. It's an experience that mm-hmm. makes us all feel really uncomfortable, and so in. I've had a lot of conversations. I've been on a lot of panels in the last month about this very topic. And I've come to realize that the only way that I can share my 846, my experience, is through actually talking about what I've been through. Mm -hmm. Because it is, we are all going through a collective counseling session right now that needs to happen. And I'm sharing my experiences because I want the people black and non blacks to know what I've been through and so that they can leave with something as well and I, and then I think that that's hugely important mm-hmm. I, want, sure. I want people to be uncomfortable, not paralyzed by their uncomfortability, but I want you to be uncomfortable because that's the only way change is going to happen
0: Ooh, thank you thank you for sharing that. Well, some, and so amidst everything to where you are on today, when have you needed courage in your life?
1: <laughs> oh man. Um no, I th- I think if we're if we're really honest with ourselves, courage is always needed, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I was hoping you'd say that.
1: <laughs> I mean if you're if For anyone who is tackling and looking to tackle challenges and the next challenge and the next challenge, Mm -hmm. courage is is always needed. Um, I was talking to a friend today um, that looking at a a a new opportunity, and there's you know you think about the next job and the and the butterflies that come into your your your, your, how you feel about and then you question yourself on, on. on whether you can do it or not, or you're the right fit for it, and I've been in that situations before. And then you get into the job, and you're like, "I could have I I I I did this," and so. But I think that the courage to get there mm-hmm. is so important because it gets you over the 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 hurdle, over mm-hmm. the thing. And so, I I always want to be courageous or to have courage because that's the only way that is going to take you over to the next obstacle.
0: Yeah. I heard a great quote today. Um, the courage is not the absence of fear. It is, it is feeling the fear and, and essentially moving through it anyway. So, yeah. I, absolutely. So what is the most good, well, again, I, 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 for the listeners, I've pictured, um, you know, a life where you had that teacher, for example, that seemed to really turn the tables for you in your mind that really started to allow you to believe in what was possible. And so is there something else that you've learned in your life, like that's been really important that really was a game changer? And what was your life like before and after learning it?
1: I think one of the things that I would put in that bucket is, um, is controlling Um, controlling our minds and and when I say that there's so many times that we see a problem in front of us or the the a potential problem Mm -hmm. and we're almost already defeated by it and so I I love to quote this thing even to my children and I made up the quote I'm the author and it's like it it simply says there's not a problem until there's a problem and so there's not a problem until there's a problem because so many times we we create the problem Mm -hmm. well well, well, what if it it, this thing happens and it ties me down and uh, well why are we even going there yeah Mm -hmm. Let's, let's just, and, and that goes for, you know, big challenges as well, which are, which are very real. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, if we, if we're going through something and we're waiting on word back on a test um, from the doctor or an interview or, or whatever it may be, let's deal with those things mm-hmm. with courage. Mm -hmm. when they come come. right let's not call it to us let's wait for it to come and then we'll go to battle Mm
0: -hmm. and are you good at that
1: am i good at going to battle
0: no are you good at waiting are you good at living in the moment
1: oh um i've I've taught myself if your husband is teaching himself how to meditate (laughs) i'm working on making sure that i'm not dealing with a problem until there's a problem so I preach that to myself all the time. Kevin, this is not a problem Mm -hmm. until we hear that it's a problem. So don't worry about it until it comes. I
0: like that. Um,
1: And I I think that because because what happens is you're spending mental energy Mm -hmm. on something that is not even yet Mm -hmm. present. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we need to hold back that for the real fight, Mm -hmm. I think. And, and so that's what I've been, I've been teaching myself and my kids.
0: I think that that's a very profound lesson given the time that we're in right now. So, so um, one of my last questions before I take you into rapid thrivers is if in 150 years science fails to save us all and all that's left is a book about your life, what would the title be? And what would the blurb tell us about you?
1: These like putting people on this like <laughs> so on. Monday, Monday night at eight o'clock and <laughs> she's dropping, she's dropping these questions what would the title be um I will I will title it right now anything is possible right. uh, I would I, I'm feeling that right now and the reason is is um the book would tell a story um about a family and a young boy that uh came from a really tough neighborhood, a really tough background, very limited opportunities, but some way took the life lessons of that area and the and the difficulties that he went through and were able that to Uh, use those same experiences and apply it to business to gain opportunity.
0: I love that. It's powerful. Anything is possible and you're proving that. So thank you for that. You're ready. Okay. So you ready for the rapid thrivers? So five of them. First one is, as you think about somebody who maybe inspires you, motivates you, that is thriving. Who is that person and why?
1: I'm always going to go with mommy right now. So I'm sorry. (laughs) This is, this is a mom answer, and we have yet to speak about the five feet of power, so it is, it is my mom. Um, you know, my mom is always teaching me lessons, um, and even in this very moment, she's teaching me one about thriving under any means necessary, um, and thriving to me means faith as well, so it's my mom.
0: I love that. Love you, mommy. What is a book that's helped you with your thrive?
1: Oh my God. Um <laughs> what book who, is that? From good from <laughs> From Good to Great.
0: From good to great. Who's the author?
1: Oh, no, no. Um the author's name is Caitlyn, but check okay. it out. Good from
0: good uh, to great. Okay. I,
1: from good to great. Um, it's actually um, a book that I use to build out the theme for my company over the last two years.
0: Okay, check it out. What is an app on your phone that helps you with your thrive?
1: My goodness. Um, other than my banking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it is, it, who, who, well, who do you bank with? Because it ain't TD, I don't want to know. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to say Daydream. I'm using Daydream. Daydream.
0: Okay. What is
1: Daydream? Um, oh, you should check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Daydream is a, new, a relatively new app that's working right now. And it's, it's for me just to kind of put all of my thoughts together.
0: Okay. I'm going to check it out. And what is a daily activity that helps you with your thrive? I I know. Uh,
1: a daily activities. Um, definitely working out um, is one. Uh, I'm gonna put golfing in there, although it's not because uh. it is super important for me. It is four hours of just me time that helps me because I rarely, um, outside of those four hours, give myself me time. So,
0: so I like I, that. I'm taking golf because nobody on the podcast has yet said golf.
1: I'm taking. Uh, I'm giving it to you because uh, you still, I'm a, because you still
0: owe me a lesson. <laughs> but anyway. <I'm> <laughs>
1: For all the for all the guys who can't play ball anymore, we go to golf.
0: Go go to golf. And what is a misconception that people have of you as they see you in your thrive?
1: A misconception. Uh you know. Look, I think um, the the thing that I would point to is um, I've been making sure that people don't mistake my my thrive has confidence in it. Mm. And shouldn't be misconstrued with um arrogance. I'm a humble boy from humble beginnings. Um and it makes me uh that in itself makes um it it, it helps me a lot, um, being from a humble beginning. So um that's the one misconception and some people find me physically intimidating. So Um, I think that sometimes hurt me because I want to make sure that I am open and approachable, especially for work.
0: Thank you. And so we, where do you, where do we find you online if we're interested to know more about Kevin Johnson?
1: Uh, Instagram. um, That's where, uh, that's where I thrive. (laughs) um so uh you can find me at uh mr kevin johnson you can find me at uh from underscore k johnson so fr underscore k johnson um and that's where i i share all of my um my life so work play family all of the above
0: love it and also on linkedin
1: also on LinkedIn, of course, <laughs> yes, you
0: Facebook. have some articles on LinkedIn that you wrote. That uh, like
1: that. yeah, LinkedIn is my is my business Facebook, so um, that is kind of the hub where you can find uh, my articles, um, which I've written a couple um, that I'm I'm good really articles. About and yeah. getting some really good feedback from. Um, and please reach out to me on either LinkedIn or my Instagram account. We'll connect. Um, And we can talk about how great Incachi is. Oh, gosh. Okay.
0: (laughs) So now I'm going to ask you a question that I want you to think about. Finish the sentence. Well, it's not a question, actually. What the world needs now is? Empathy. Mm. That's Beautiful. At the beginning, you talked about wanting to leave a legacy of the breaker of walls. And I would say that in, in us getting to a place where you're able to tell your story, you know, splitting bus tickets to where you are now, CEO of probably one of the major, major media, media agencies around the world, you're, you've done that. You accomplished that. And you accomplished that with a Thrive that I'm very grateful that you want to share energy on this podcast. So thank you so much. Took you so, took me some time to get you on your lot. But
1: we don't, we don't have to talk. thank
0: you, thank you, quarantine. Because <laughs> <laughs> that made it a little bit easier. The
1: quarantine is to be thanked for a lot of things I can assure you.
0: So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, you know our friendship's still thriving after all these what twenty six, seven odd years, and um, yeah, it's great. It's, it's it's great. It's great knowing you. I'm very proud of all that you've accomplished.
1: I thank you. Yeah. I love you. And, yes. Um, I I continually am a, amazed at how great you are and all of the great work that you're doing. So thank
0: you. Thank you. Person. Thank you and to everyone that's listening this is where we say we're out <laughs> <Bye-bye.
1: Peace. laughs>
0: so there you have it i hope you're thriving and thoroughly enjoyed this episode and remember whatever platform you are listening to this on please subscribe like review and share this podcast with someone else you think can benefit from the tips that were delivered As Tom Billius says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been awesome hanging with you. I'm your girl. And I'm out.